So I've been excited about how the music industry could be turned upside down by blockchain technology and NFTs. Today, I'm going to give a brief overview of one of the most exciting and revolutionary platforms that I've come across, some development in this area that really got me excited. It is a platform called Formless and its underlying share protocol. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. For you to fully appreciate this platform and how it came about, I have to give a little bit of backstory about the founder, Brandon Torrey. He came from humble beginnings, rough neighborhoods, and not the most likely background for a tech founder. However, I have to say he is a genius. If you listen to him talk, it just blows my mind how he makes the most complex technical thing seem like it is basic. Everyday happenings that do not require his level of intelligence. He is absolutely qualified to be a tech leader in the space and going forward, everything that he's doing with his platform is absolutely amazing. And I have to say, he has one of the most interesting origin stories in all of Web3. As I said, an urban kid with a rough upbringing always had a love for hip-hop music. And, of course, in his free time, he enjoyed coding and picking up technical skills in computer science. It seemed like the logical decision for him to go was pursue a career in tech. However, as I said, he had the love for music, so he ended up pursuing a career in music in Atlanta, which then led him to L.A., where he was discovered by Timbaland, yes, the music producer, and he became a juggler. He was doing his music by night, and during his day job, he was doing software engineering, not just for anybody, but for Apple and then Google. So trying to balance all this double life, of course, all of his tech stuff, trying to live that button-up corporate life, what have you, taking professionally as a serious engineer, but also being taken professionally and serious as a rapper. So two very different cultures that had a little bit of culture clash, what have you. So he was balancing two lives, but it all came together in Web3. Now, music industry has been broken from the start. I've covered this many times, especially going all the way back to episode number 39 when I spoke about Yoshi Drop and we start to get really excited about all the NFT potentials within Web3 and how it could really revolutionize this thing. And I always talk about taking the starving out of the starving artist. That is nothing new. That is not my term. That is something that always is said within this space. And that is one of the groundbreaking things within Web3. Now, a very, very small percentage of musicians actually make a full-time living. Most people do it for the love of the music, the love of the creation. However, they have their day jobs or doing other things to monetize. It is not the music that is paying him. And if you go to the interview that I did with Sammy Ariaga, episode number 232, this is a major artist that was signed by Sony. Then he has millions and millions of streams on Spotify. However, since entering Web3, he himself said that his NFTs has paid him something like seven years worth of streaming royalties or whatever it would be that would be relying on Spotify and the traditional quote unquote web two methods of getting paid. Well, this space has given him freedom and countless people that have been in with wax spaces and they speak about how Yoshi Drops has revolutionized their income and so forth. So we knew there was a lot of potential in this space. But going back to this platform right here, it is absolutely groundbreaking and it allowed branding to bring his two passions together. Obviously, someone being on the inside of both the tech and the music Who's better positioned to solve these problems? He saw that the industry was absolutely broken. The tech did not necessarily line up with it because 
There were some limitations with NFT music and the platforms as far as compatibility. And of course, the consumer that is very much used to their Spotify and their other platforms, trying to get them to go over and get MetaMask and NFT wallets and so forth is just something that was a barrier to entry for a lot of people, not to mention the artists. For them to produce, it is just very difficult. Then payment, getting into crypto, all of those things. So he looked at this area and said, well, how can I empower the artist to create and be able to make a living and keep that control without giving it up to the platforms or the record labels? Because at the end of the day, in the traditional model, those are the people that hold the real power. So Formless is the company that he's formed to solve that problem. And the share platform is just absolutely amazing because it allows the creator to actually set their own prices. So the traditional model of, let's say, a Spotify is the artist is paid a fraction of a cent for each stream that they have. And there's a lot of documentation from countless artists saying that they're not being paid enough. And it's like Spotify, these massive tech companies and the record labels, they're the ones who are benefiting. And despite having millions of streams or whatever, they can't make a full time living. So one of the alternatives was to put the music on your own website. However, this has limitations because number one, unless you are a major artist, you're not going to draw enough traffic to that website. So right then and there, although you might be making more per sale or per stream or whatever it might be, the traffic isn't there. So in the end, the artist is going to make less money. Spotify and all these other streaming platforms have a built-in audience. Millions and millions of people go there daily and have their monthly subscriptions. And it's just been a way of life for years at this point. So with Formless and the share protocol, what it's going to do is it's going to be an underlying code, an underlying technology that is not abandoning the Spotify's or abandoning the areas that people already love, they use, and they go there. What it is is something that can be integrated into those things. It is basically the foundation, the ground level, and then whatever platform is being licensed out to, well, then it just integrates with it. But it all starts with the artist setting their price for whatever they want. And right now, the Formless app is actually in its beta stages. So it looks like a traditional app where you're just streaming your music and what have you. It's like a music player. However, as I said, with that contract, the shared protocol, it is going to be able to be decentralized. It could be going anywhere. So it's not just limited to this one app is what makes this very interesting. So the music that is in Spotify or the music that an artist might have on their own website, it is self-containing. It can't really go anywhere else. However, these contracts are always linking back to the song and allowing it to integrate in these various various platforms. This is very interesting, completely different way of looking at this. And I'm trying my best to simplify this because as I said, it is very technical, but I just love how Brandon actually speaks through this and just makes it sound so simple. So if you really want the full details, all the technical jargons and what have you, I'm going to have links to the white paper and the frequently asked questions and all that of the actual protocol. So within this DAP, there is microtransactions, and which is something that is really not possible with Ethereum or many of the cryptocurrencies for that matter, because the transaction fee itself makes it not practical to do a 30 cent transaction or whatever it might be. In the case of this, we're using the traditional payment methods that people have been using now for pretty much a decade, Apple Pay and Google. Google Play that is already on their phone and that's something that they could use their debit card, credit card, link to bank account or whatever it is to make the payment. So some of the examples that I'm seeing right now on the platform is an artist has a lifetime license up to one of his songs. It's actually a music video. So this is not limited to just audio files. You can use it for the song file itself, it could be used for videos. And there's even a section saying that it could be used for podcasts. So that'd be very interesting how I can explore that to use this because I'm very excited to get my hands on that. However, as the beta, I've signed up for it, but I don't have full access to it as yet. But as I said, an artist has the option to 
sell it for whatever they want, set their own price. Another one that I was taking a look at, which is just a traditional music file, this artist was allowing someone to purchase access to it for a week, and that one cost 60 cents. So we had two very different things right here, a lifetime for 35 cents and a one week for 60 cents. Either way, these are microtransactions that would be impractical to use crypto. So the fact that these contracts are actually stored on either Ethereum or Polygon, in this case, those two were on Polygon, that's not really necessary to know upfront because the person is just using the DAP, paying with their credit card, using those payment solutions. And it just so happens that the contract happens to be stored on the blockchain. So even if someone is not into all this crypto stuff, not into all the tech, but they do know that this is an artist that they like and the song sounds great and they want it. Well, this is a way they can get it directly from the artist and they don't have to worry about all the technical things. But what makes this even more interesting is once that person actually buys the access. So let's say someone gets a one week access for the 60 cents. That contract is going to be placed on the blockchain and essentially it is an NFT. And as we know, with NFTs, the holder of it can either consume that information for themselves. It could be resold on the open market. But what makes this interesting is it can actually be basically licensed out. It could be sublet to another app. So for example, let's say Spotify or one of these other streaming apps integrates the share protocol to it. Well, if someone has the license or the rights to that particular contract via one of these NFTs, well, then they could sublet it out at whatever price they want to another app. So just using simple numbers, let's say someone gets one of these contracts. Let's say it is a one-year contract for a dollar. They're very good at marketing. The artist is not. So then they negotiate terms with another app, let's say Music Streamer, I just made that up, and they agree that it's going to be sublet for $1.50. Well, that person that negotiated that deal, they're going to get their 50 cents, but guess what? The artist, that initial $1 that was allowed to go out for however many streams or whatever it might be, well, they're going to get their dollar as well. So essentially, the artist has a team of salespeople that are going out there promoting the music, spreading it, but at the same time, they're getting exactly what they want because in order to sell those rights, that person is going to have to own them. They're going to have to purchase it for that initial list price. So this is very interesting. Gives a lot of power back to the artist rather than going out there and finding an agent or paying all these upfront fees. While the artist is out there creating, setting their price, putting it out there, people see value in that. They can either purchase it for themselves or in the sense of someone who is trying to sublet it out or sell it or integrate it into another app, whatever it might be, they can do that as well. And at the end of the day, the artist is still getting what they desire. So I think this is just one of the most interesting things that I've come across in a while. I tried to simplify it. I know there's a lot of technical things associated with that. And that's why I'm going to put all those links in the show notes so you can check out all that stuff for yourself. But also I'm going to link a space that they had earlier this week. So in case that you're listening to this while this is still up and you're really interested in this, it's about an hour and a half or so. But Brandon and team just really speaks about everything. Some artists come up and they speak about how excited they are about the platform and everything. So that would be interesting for you if this is something that really sparks your interest. I would love to know what are your thoughts on all of this. Please feel free to reach out to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter or using the traditional methods that are in the show notes. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.